You've started recording? I have. Have you? Uh, yes, and I'm going to start talking right now. Hello, welcome to That Reminds Me Of. How are you, Aaron? Really good, Doc. How are you? Very well. And what film are we discussing today? Well, this is another myth film, Shirley. This is one of the special mid-festival editions that uh, popped up halfway through the festival and both of us looked at each other and said, yes, let's do two extra films. Let's add them in. Because we couldn't they sound say great. No. Couldn't say no. And this uh, particular film, Shirley stars Elizabeth Moss. And that was one of the big reasons why I couldn't say no, because I just needed to know what her performance would be like in this film. So this is about Shirley. So why do you have She Dies Tomorrow as your uh, Zoom background? So in the previous episode, we were talking about <laughs> She Dies Tomorrow and I had Shirley on in the background because I just... You goose. I goosed it up. I muffed it up, had the wrong background. So this is, this is what was meant to be in that previous episode. And now that you've mentioned it, <laughs> I shall change my virtual background to the one that it's meant to be. There we ah, go. nice. It's a real Shirley. change of tone. Elizabeth Moss. Okay, so shall we get into the synopsis of this wonderful film? Yeah, I think you take it away. I stumbled through the last one, so you can put me to shame with this one if you like. Oh, I don't know if I'll be able to do much justice to <laughs> it either, but um, Shirley is, uh, follows uh, the story, sort of, not really a biopic, <laughs> of um, Shirley Jackson, the author. Yeah. And uh, it's... It's set. Do you know where it's set? Is it is it New Orleans? Is that or is it somewhere? Ooh. It's somewhere in the south in in the U.S. And it felt New Orleansy or maybe Georgian. I didn't even think of the setting to be honest. Uh, let's say the United States. United States, <laughs> deep south. That's that's yeah. that's what I get. Um, and it follows a young couple who are going to visit and live with Shirley and her professor husband, mm. and they are going to essentially. Um, Help, be helped to be, get set up in this town. The the young couple's made up of a the young man is a young professor who's just starting out, and then the young lady is um, she's studying herself, I believe, and the two of them are just full of youth. They've got a baby on the way. They're getting set mm. up, and they're basically going to house in with this very established, very academic couple. Uh, who are both just outrageous in their in in their own ways, and what happens right from the outset is you you learn that Shirley is very sort of uh, kind of eccentric and introverted and difficult. depressed and very difficult, very edgy and sharp, and has something to say about <laughs> everything, and it's not going to be an easy stay for, for yeah. the young couple. Um, but before long the relationships start to sort of split off. The two men are doing certain things at the at the university. Shirley and the young woman have all this time together and a relationship blossoms between the two of them and that just mm. takes the film off to a whole new direction. And uh, very dramatic. The whole film is very dramatic, very claustrophobic, high tension the whole way through. The characters are poised against each other in all sorts mm. of ways and it's just great. I loved it. It's difficult to give a synopsis of again, really, isn't it? Because like the last film we reviewed, 
it's it's a it's more about relationships and themes and just feelings and and that sort of thing rather than a, a, a massive plot line. No, there I, aren't big plot points to sort of hang things on, are there? Yeah, if you had to pick a through line, it's Shirley's journey trying to write a novel and trying to uncover the mystery of this missing girl uh, and and what the story behind that is. Absolutely and, right, and and I've left that completely out, but that is the sort of B story, I suppose. You've got the A story of the relationships of the cup, the people in the house, and then that's the B story, or you could flip it. I don't know. I think that might be a problem for me with the film that the it's hard to know what the A and the B story are. Like they they very much intertwine, so they're all one and the same story. But I've found it difficult sometimes to to latch on to a feeling of a narrative flow. Mm, interesting. Um, okay. Now, this is interesting because I have a sense that you're going to just say this is the best film you've ever seen. <laughs> uh, I don't think it's the best film I've ever seen, but I I had a great time watching it. I really, really yeah. enjoyed it. I enjoyed... I, I, I didn't have a problem with an A and B story. To, to me, it felt mm. really clear that I was watching um, a woman who was deeply in trouble in Shirley mm. sort of finding herself through the story and at the same time the young woman um, who's very subservient at the beginning of the story and mm. sort of finds herself saying yes to being a, to being at the whim of the men by the end she's just almost as wild as Shirley is and just yeah. you know doing her own thing so I, I just took that as I, I just love that storyline I, I really enjoyed all the ins and outs and to me I found the missing the story of the missing girl and the novel that was being written sort mm. of a fun, pleasant B story that I was intrigued about but didn't care too much about at the same time. Yeah, that that's fair. I think I, I didn't really enjoy it that much, I have to say. I watched it with my wife and by the end of it I was kind of kinda of happy it was over. And I turned to her for her opinion, and she loved it. Wow. And, and we, we started talking about it quite a bit afterwards, and I now almost want to re-watch it because some of the, the things that she liked, I, I had to give to her that I kind of liked as well. I don't want to uh, hear that. I want to hear the things you didn't like. I want to hear you just get into it first before we okay. talk about, before gloves I start off. trying to talk you around. Yeah, gloves off. Let me know what you didn't like. Well, I, I think it... It kind of lost me in the first half again, a little bit like the last film. I just couldn't relate to anybody. I didn't really like the Shirley character. I didn't like the um, Rose character much. I didn't hate her. She just didn't move me one way or the other. The both both men, well, the the um, Rose's young husband. I didn't like him, couldn't relate to him. The only one that I I was enjoying watching was probably Stanley, Shirley's husband. Professor Stanley, he was Profes incredible. Yeah, I, I just thought he was giving me a little thrill with his unpredictable behaviours whenever he, he came on. But uh, the, the relationship between um, Shirley and Rose was was a bit lost to me up until something like halfway when you start to see that transformation in them both and they they start to be a lot more 
just crazy unpredictability, like the the scene where she um, pours the wine on the couch and that sort of thing started to get me. But again, it was just a bit late. And I, I, I think when they, about halfway through, I had the distinct feeling that it was a, it was going nowhere. And then I, they, they kind of resurrected this plot line of the missing girl and the, and the story as if they're trying to tell us, Hey, yeah, this is what the, you know, this is what the plot is. And they'd almost forgotten that. And suddenly it's the main thing. Uh, so it, it kind of get, got me back a little bit as of then, but just a little bit like my explanation here, I just found it all a bit wishy-washy and couldn't grab hold of clear themes or plot lines or characters. Well, well, I can <laughs> so respect you that, but I don't agree with it at all. <laughs> um, that which is which is fine, but um, I just found uh, I found the relationships to be really interesting. Mm. They're not particularly um, unique. We've seen these characters before. We've seen these relationships and these sorts of love. It's I guess it's more of a it's whatever it is. It's kind of a triangle plus one, but yeah. you know, like we've seen this before. So there was nothing very surprising about it. I just liked how it was done. I got to say, at first, I didn't buy uh, Elizabeth Moss playing Shirley mm. and just the accent for about the first ten minutes. It took me a good maybe ten, fifteen, even just to to start warming up to that. Yeah, because it. I don't know why. Sometimes when you when you see someone doing a southern accent, it just jars. You know, like you, it just takes. <laughs> yeah. There's something about the accent. She's actually probably doing a banging job, like just a great job at that accent. However, though that sound, those sounds coming out of Sher- uh, out of um, Elizabeth Moss, out of her mouth, is just bizarre. So, just yeah. that that in itself took me a little while to get to get used to. Um, and then the young actress who plays Rose, she's uh, Australian. She's an Aussie, yeah. Yeah, and she's great. I just want to. I just cannot wait to see more of her. In yeah. fact, I have seen her in other films and didn't, and you know, just didn't really recognize that it was her. So I yeah. need to go back and rewatch some of those just to see her performance a little more clearly. No, she was good. Elizabeth Moss was good. Uh, Stanley, Michael Stuhlberg, I think his name is, was good. Yep. Um, Logan Lerman was Fred. I'd, I'd seen him in Indignation. Yeah, a... I've seen him in a few things. He's great. I really yeah, he... like him. He was good. I thought his his character <laughs> in this just was a good. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I that's I, hilarious. I, yeah, I didn't dislike the film. You know. I, yeah, but it, you, I, you I didn't can love see... it. Nothing stood out for you, really, by the sounds of it. No, no. Um, yeah, but but as we keep talking, I'm sure you'll you'll convince me. I don't um, know if I want to. I kind of like that you weren't <laughs> blown away by this film, and that we can sort of discuss that because. Uh, I made the mistake of saying to Edith, um, like, let's watch one of these films together mm. and let's make it She That's Dies right. Tomorrow because you I thought this. this one, yeah, exactly. I was like, well, this one's got a like a kind of a genre premise. Maybe it'll be fun. Yeah. And it really just, she hated it. She just could not stand the film. And and I wish I had told, I wish I, we decided on this film instead because I think she would have really uh. enjoyed it. A bit like yeah. Wendy. I think she just would have found it to be fun. No, Wendy Wendy loved it. Look, what do you think the... What's the filmmaker trying to say? Is there a message? Like, is it just too obvious to even 
there's there's definitely something about sort of those traditional roles of women going on in there and how uh, Shirley for her time was not living one of those traditional yeah. sort of wife roles you know she just wasn't that person yeah. and and you see through Rose the journey of the same realizations occurring to her yeah totally makes sense for the time today I don't know if there's something kind of it feels a little bit like his like we're getting a little bit of a history lesson like it doesn't feel as relevant today however yeah. I think it was done quite well yeah it's almost like a moment in time yeah and it, it there was definitely a something going on with the the merging and intertwining of Shirley Rose and the missing girl who they're looking at and particularly I think with Rose and the girl, I think Rose could see perhaps that, you know, she's got two paths, a sliding doors moment. At one stage, she was standing, I think, on the the cliff edge. Yes. And and she could have jumped jumped off as she imagined the girl, the, the missing girl might have. Yeah. But instead, she kind of transforms and becomes this, you know, uh, go-getter yep. uh, woman in the, in the mold of Shirley. I loved that moment. My read on that was, and I thought it was really clever, was that we've got this search for the missing woman mm. happening the whole way through. And in a way, Rose is also trying to find herself. It's like her her her, her sort of true self is, is, yeah. is missing. Rose and is the missing woman. She's yeah. the missing woman. And when she gets to the end edge of that cliff, uh, the meek, subservient, version of her leaps and the real rose mm. steps back from the edge and that that's what it felt that's what it felt like to me yeah. and um because everything after that she's just cut, got this sort of wild edge to her which is fantastic yeah that that's when it came into its own for me and yeah like i i bought into it i hadn't hated it before but then i it i warmed warmed up to it as it went on uh and that moment was handled really really well in fact just the filmmaking if i can talk for a moment about how well i think this thing is put together um i was just really enjoying the the cinematography i was enjoying the soundscape it just mm. has that kind of claustrophobic or humid deep south crickets you know <laughs> kind of vibe to it it just and, mm. and it's and like the whole house creaks Everything feels very physical and close. Um, Shirley yeah. herself, there's lots of close-ups and she's her skin's kind of dry and flaking and red yeah. dappled and her hair's all over the place. And um, in, just the whole thing just feels so real and nitty-gritty and kind of icky yeah. in some way. But that was that's part of it. And, and odd. You know, and odd. And when the professor comes in and he's sort mm. of like leaning... Mm around rose and just touching yeah. her with his sweaty hairy arms and you know and what kissing I mean? like, her and stuff kissing like it's, her yeah it's it's and when when they seem like they're going to have that that night together when everyone else is out and it's just it's a really odd feeling uh you know what it reminded me of in recent history is black bear mm, uh, so yeah. in black bear if, for those who haven't seen it part of myth a killer part of myth uh, about a writer who's trying to write a novel and drawing inspiration from a young couple that they're sort of cohabiting with. Uh, Absolutely, it's a great so point. It's very, very similar. And what um, what was a feature of that was the awkward 
conversations that almost purposely really awkward moments. Totally. And, that, and the mind the games. Same. Just and heavy mind, mind games. games going on. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's a, that, that, that is a great call. Actually, I wanted to ask you, what did you think about the portrayal of a, of a writer deep in the creative process trying to, you know, birth this book from nothing? How did that feel to you as a writer? I think it, it's fairly realistic. I think there's a lot of different types of writers and, and methods. Uh, what struck me with, with this portrayal is I was never quite sure if she was writing the, you know, the great American novel or if she was just writing the shopping lists. Like I, I thought, oh, I, I thought there was actually a chance that at the end of it, you know, she was just <laughs> writing nonsense. It um, was, it was going to be uh, all, all work and no play makes Shirley a dull girl. Yeah, that's that's correct. <laughs> but <laughs> that, but that, I think that could have been great as well. <laughs> well, I, I would have liked that. Yeah. Although there but, was a there was a moment that you've got this. So the whole way through the film, while she's writing this book, her professor, who's just this, who just loves to judge, like that's his whole thing, right? He loves to be intellectual yeah, and yeah. judge the work and the, the perceived mediocrity of everyone else around him, right? <laughs> and he keeps hinting at her sharing the manuscript. He's like, I'm here to read just whenever you're ready. Yes, yeah. Give me some pages. I'll give you <laughs> some thoughts, right? He's doing that the whole way through. And then and then at a certain point, she's acting kind of down like she's not done a great job and she gives she gives mm. him the book to read and uh he's not even on camera it's just her reaction mm. as he reveals that he thinks it's just wonderful it's the best thing she's ever written and is she ready for the big times basically yeah and i thought that whole that whole thing you know was handled really well and it probably yeah. is maybe it's obvious to, to to play that card but i thought it was great at the same time well i, I thought the magic in that scene was was not just you know him saying that she's brilliant that's great but the addition yeah there's a few edits here and there that we can make <laughs> i have some notes of course i have some notes of course <laughs> <laughs> so even then he he can't bring himself to to not um, what a dick put his sort of man stamp <laughs> on on her work yeah yeah uh, that's exactly right so that he's was, a, that was he's nice. a great character because you love him and hate him at the same time the whole way through yeah yeah really yeah. well developed that character i agree absolutely um, so any remind me ofs well i said black bear that was probably it's a good one the main one for me uh you yeah i had a couple so do you remember um a film called stoker that came out some years back and this is a park chan wook film is that um that's not a vampire thing or something is it no, no. it's not and i think it's commonly thought to be that and it's actually sort of about the um it's about the development of a serial killer mm. uh and um it's just a great little psychological thriller and uh i don't you know it's been a little while since i've seen it so i, I don't remember all mm. the in, ins and outs of it but the vibe of the film the setting the way the yeah. house is handled and the characters within it really really reminded me of this of this film um and oddly this is weird because you just mentioned vampires interview yeah. with a vampire was another oh, wow. one that popped yeah. into my mind and i was because i was thinking of the south and i was thinking of these houses and yeah. uh this sort of old world almost mentality and you know 
um, yeah, Interview with a Vampire just like popped into my head. Jeez, I'm trying. I'm I'm trying to link it to that. Um, oh, it's I'm struggling, it's, but it's it just is it's, a stretch. It's, it's a, a massive stretch. stretch. There's 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 nothing thematically. Yeah, that yeah. links the two films. It's more of a feeling. A feeling. A feeling of and and tone and place. I think. Yeah. And I think because I don't see, I love this part of the world. I love the deep south. It's beautiful, and you don't so see a lot of films. So evocative, isn't it? Oh, it's so evocative, and yeah. just the houses you get there, the mm. humidity, and just sort of that. It there's a, there's a a real deep sense of history, and a little, and it's a little bit dark. That, that's yeah. kind of what you yeah. get with with the south, and I just you, you get that in, you get that in this film. Yeah, it comes through. Uh, I, I didn't ha- I didn't have any others, but I I, I get I, I feel that there's others with that same sort of southern vibe and that feel that that are just at the the edges of my memory, um, and also just many about writers. I think that it was a real vivid portrayal of a writer. So any film that that deals with that, I think, isn't Misery another one that has a writer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, no yeah. reason in particular, but just that journey of of the writer's life. Uh, it was handled that that was handled really well. Mm. I was in, I was intrigued by that anyway. I, I enjoyed watching her her process. Did you expect just little things like the the sexual relationship to develop between them? No, I didn't expect it. I didn't see it coming at all. Yeah, and then it um, went nowhere either. Really, like uh, yeah. I don't know if there's if that means anything other than you know uh, woman power, you know in in a in a time that you know there wasn't much of it. Yeah, that's a good question. I don't know what it means either. Like I kind of just went with it. I didn't mm. expect it uh, when it happened. I didn't hate it. I thought it was kind of a, an interesting turn. Yeah. Um, and it's kind know. of kind of nice that it was just dropped in there and. Yeah, I think um, so. With no real real purpose i suppose i think yeah. that it was it wasn't really a physical thing anyway no i think point. it was an attraction of minds absolutely yeah yeah cuz they they'd really found something in each other hadn't they which was completely outside of the world of their husbands yeah who you just really see as particularly shallow you know, yeah they're both off the just sort of, of stuck in their own little academic world off philandering mm. And uh, treating their their wives poorly, mm. I know. <laughs> yeah. I really loved loved it when here I go to, to saying about what I love. Yeah, tell me you, what you, you love. Maybe, you've, maybe you've <laughs> maybe you've got me. But when uh, when Shirley comes out and when she's trying on the dresses and and the the very human feeling of you know not fitting into it and just feeling not feeling attractive or her her best. Yep. Uh, I thought that was great. And then when, when you see her go out and despite all of those anxieties within herself, she's so bold and crazy when she's, when she's amongst the people. Totally agree. And I, and I really think that um, Elizabeth Moss reveled in the physicality of this character. Mm. She, I, it looks to me like she, she put on a bit of weight for it mm. um, and she sort of had the, the hunch and the, <laughs> her guts sticking out and just... Her legs kind of just as pasty and sort of, you know, unshaven and free as she could have them and boots with weird dresses and cardigans and just the <laughs> whole lot. Like 
never like hair that's never seen a comb <laughs> or a brush like she she just went to town on it and yeah. seen and and dug it just totally ate it up so actors yeah, are great fun. aren't they how they just they just love that stuff you know they yeah they look, well not all of them maybe but you know i'm really bought into it and not afraid to not look their best and I think with, with character actors, that's mm. what they want. They want to be challenged. And mm. maybe this whole film appealed to Elizabeth Moss simply mm. because she had this physical character that was a great intellect, that, yeah. but not feminine in any way that she could play with, you know? Yeah, like a completely different life she can inhabit. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Cool. Well, do you have any other reminds me of? No, that... That was it for me. I don't, I don't feel like... Well, I think for all three of these films, we've watched them mm. fairly quickly. I haven't got too many um, exciting reminders me of to add other than mm. just thoughts about the films themselves, mostly. mostly. Uh, and, I, and I think this one, this one is great. I just really enjoyed it. Oh. Well, I'm outvoted, clearly. And, and I, think I, will, <laughs> I think I'll remember it. And I think it will, you know, age well, I hope. Um, I think so, and I think it. I, if did I see that it it won um, Sundance? I feel like it won Sundance. Do you have that last year? Did you no, see that? Not sure. Not I don't sure. know. So I think it's. I think it's doing well in 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 its own right. It's a sort of a shame that it's never mm. going to see cinemas, but uh, that's just the way things are now. Um, and it's also kind of an art house cinema film. Like I imagine this is a like a Lunar Paradise cinema film anyway. Mm. Um, which I always I always enjoy going to see, but they don't have that mainstream appeal. Yeah. Hey, what, what did you think? This is the last talking point I'll introduce, but what did you think about the fact that it was essentially a fictionalised biopic, but they haven't stayed true to her real story, like the fact that she's got four kids? Yeah. You know, um, I think that's noted as being a little controversial. Um, does, that, does that impact your experience of it maybe if i was a massive shirley jackson fan and i knew all about her history <laughs> in her past then it then it would yeah, uh, yeah. but it did but i honestly don't knew very little about the author and just kind of went yeah. for the ride yeah and, you know it seems more and more filmmakers are taking license with history hmm. just doing that doing their own interpretation kind of not caring too much yeah i think i start i it's a bad start for me with a true story yeah like I always prefer something that's made up, you know, because I know there's no boundaries on it and you can do anything. As yeah. soon as I know it's based on a true story, I start to think, you know, um, we're really limited in what we can explore. I, uh, I totally agree. And I, and I start to feel like the filmmakers are going to be kind of um, sort of uh, shackled with this history that they have to get right, you know, and that, that might stop them from making the film that they could otherwise make. Yeah, yeah, but with this one, the, the weird feeling feeling in my head is that I'm kind of glad they weren't shackled yeah. by the true story, but then at the same time, I'm thinking, yeah, but it's not the true story. Like, I, <laughs> I, I, in a way, I wish they'd just done some fictional, fictional film about some made-up writer and and just not bothered basing it. Interesting. Uh, you, or at least called them something different, pretended, you know, uh, maybe taken the, the skeleton of the story from real life, but then fictionalized it completely. Which you could easily do. And honestly, I don't, uh, I personally am someone who doesn't care whether we follow history or not. 
in mm. almost anything. Uh, I just think it's, I, I'm, I'm happy if they, they take all the creative license they want. So, um, and, and I didn't know the history, so I mm. wasn't bothered by it at all. Well, history is written by the winners, so this film seems like a winner, so I think they get the last say. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Great. Okay, well, we've got more Myth films coming up, and we'll be jumping straight into the next one after this. So I'll see you again shortly, Doc. See you then, Baron. All right, cheers. Bye. Bye.